Hello and welcome to Minter Dialogue, episode number 86. This interview recorded on January 14, 2014, is with Nicolas Borda, Vice President and CEO of TBWA Europe, part of the Omnicom Group. Nicolas is one of the most enjoyable agency bosses you will ever come across. He's approachable, real, and very much a man who walks the talk, with a very well-read blog and a vibrant Twitter following. In this interview, we talk about the agency offer, the challenges for agencies in integrating digital, the big challenges for brands in this digital era, the opportunities for business leaders today in social media, and some guidelines for brands creating international social media strategies. A really vivid conversation. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Minto Dialogue Internet Show, where we discuss brand marketing with a focus on all things digital. I am Minter Dial, author of TheMindset.com, that's T-H-E-M-Y-N-D-S-E-T, where branding gets personal. You'll find the show notes on the blog for the upcoming interview. Let's cut to quick. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the Minter Dialogue show. Today, in rather grey Paris, I have someone who brings a lot of sunshine in his smile. So, Nicolas Borda, tell us who you are and what you do. Hello, my name is Nicolas Bordas. Um, I'm working in the advertising industry for now 32 years. Can you imagine that? <laughs> uh, spent six years at Sachi. That at the moment it was not called Sachi yet, uh, wow. but it became Sachi later. And I spent six uh, years at BBDO, CNN BBDO in Paris, a very creative agency created by a tremendous guy. Uh, unfortunately, he's dead now, but he's called Philippe Michel, and it was really a kind of guru uh, for Jean-Marie Dru or for the best French advertiser, Segeda, whoever. Uh, and I joined. Jean-Marie Dru uh, in 1994 mm. at a moment where his agency was called BDDP, Boulet Rue du Pipeti. But uh, after the merger with Omicom, uh, with TBWA, um, uh, it became TBWA. So I spent uh, uh, a couple of years with Jean-Marie since I joined in 1994. Uh, some, some of the people who are listening were just born. Uh, and, um, and then I was first the managing director of the advertising agencies and I created my own agency with two partners, Olivier Altman and Valérie enough, an agency called BDDP Fees that is still part of our group today. And then I became the CEO of TBWA in France, which is quite a large group because since TBWA was born in France in 1970, uh, BDDP was merged with TBWA, was born in France in, in 1984. Then um, the, the, out, the, the outcome of the, of the merger was a quite large group. So it's the third largest communication group after mm. Avas and Publicis uh, in France, the most international by definition. Uh, and um, it's uh, 1,000 uh, 600 people, uh, uh, 15 entities, some of the name TBA, some other don't have, such as uh, um, uh, Auditoire, or for instance, or the, uh, who's doing event, uh, events or textual Ami. And uh, since this year, uh, I'm vice president of TBA in Europe, but my main task is to grow a micro network called Being. Uh, so it's a network that has been created in Paris um, uh, by the merger of three entities a few years ago, three years ago, that is doing very well in Paris. And we decided that it could become a kind of second network for mm -hmm. TBRA and it's kind of laboratory of how to invent the communication of the future. Uh, and we have opened in uh, London, New York, Los Angeles, uh, in China, in Shanghai, in, in, uh, in Doha, uh, in Seoul, in South Korea. Uh, we've just opened in Roma. In, in Italy a few weeks ago, and I have some projects of uh, opening uh, being offices in uh, other parts of, uh, uh, of the world in the next coming months. So being is an integrated uh, agency uh, with a strong capability in design, which is, makes a real difference because uh, we have a conviction about the role of design in the future of communication and uh, what really makes being a different animal in comparison 
open to, I would say, more traditional agencies, even if they have integrated digital or marketing services, is the fact that uh, we strongly believe that uh, design will be part of the activation and not just something you look at when, um, uh, uh, sometimes uh, when you're out of 10, when you want to change a logo or whatever. So design mm -hmm. with a digital landscape, design is becoming more and more important. All right, so um, <coughs> in, in, in all your career, you've seen a lot of mergers. And, you know, when we're looking at uh, merging in the agency business, a lot of the times we're talking about different people and, and different competencies. Today's world, we have to merge the traditional media with the new media. What are some of the things that you've, you you think are the keys to success for good integration of the, all the acquisitions uh, in your path? Well, in fact, uh, change is part uh, of the business life, uh, and uh, at a certain moment, uh, it's nice to experiment the change by ourselves. You know, would it be uh, participating to some mega mergers? At least uh, when we are recommending uh, communication plans for our clients who are merging, we know. Uh, what, we like are what we are talking about, no, sure. uh, and uh, the same for for digital. I mean, uh, there, there's no way uh, to recommend anything in digital if uh, we uh, we didn't do our own digital uh, revolution uh, by uh, by finding the right way to integrate uh, digital, uh, not only for the company, even for ourselves. Uh, I mean, I'm a big, a big fan of uh, social networks, and uh, I'm trying to uh, to experiment mm -hmm. uh, a lot of things because at a certain moment, this is the kind of things you can uh, only recommend if you understand. Uh, seriously uh, what, you are, what you are talking about. So of course agencies, because they are advisors, uh, have been obliged uh, to, uh, to accelerate uh, mm -hmm. their digital transformation. Their um, so, um, and in fact, when you look at the main groups worldwide, there were two ways to do it. The publicist way, to make it simple, which is buying digital agency, but let them apart from the advertising agencies, and the Omnicom way, uh, which was integrating digital in every of the uh, agencies by hiring <coughs> people and asking those people to accelerate the mm -hmm. digital transformation of the agency. So th this is a particularly uh, that, uh, for instance, DDB uh, has done um, uh, in France by uh, hiring Mathieu Lesseux, and this, uh, this is also what we did at UA by hiring Philippe Simonet, who used to um, uh, um, be an entrepreneur, a digital entrepreneur. He has created a pub publicist an agency, both by publicist becoming PublicistNet, to really transform the agency. And our, our conviction is that uh, digital is everywhere. <laughs> digital mm -hmm. is the future, so digital should be at the heart of every of our agencies. And uh, events are becoming e-events, or corporate is becoming e-reputation, right. uh, like advertising. Well, it's like the, the issue of uh, when, when a company or a brand says, well, we want to take on digital, sometimes they say, well, we'll just give, we'll have, create a digital department and we'll have that, that department be 100% responsible for everything we do in digital. The alternative is to have everybody be 1% digital or 10% digital. That's, that's really the point. So I think at a certain moment, uh, there, there was the idea that there was a, an online world different from the offline world. Now we know that this is totally over. We all uh, we are living in a world that is uh, at every second um, uh, online and offline. Uh, I'm talking to you, but you are looking to, to the iPad uh, to, to see uh, uh, your Twitter feed or whatever. So, so we are in a world where digital is really part of our daily life and it will be more and more with the connecting devices and so on. Uh, so, so yes, I, I think that there's no possibility in the future to, to keep digital 
separate from the heart of, the, of your business. And whatever, whatever company you, you are, you need to put digital at the heart, which is not really easy when you are an old company with old people who are not so interested with uh, digital and generation Y. So speaking of that, what are the, some of the biggest challenges? You must face a lot of different brands and old and new. But <clears throat> what are some of the biggest challenges that they're facing uh, today with this digital world? I think that, uh, of course, it's transformation. And, uh, transformation uh, externally because uh, the clients uh, uh, are now uh, uh, asking questions uh, not only uh, uh, about the products but also about the company. So this is also something very important. In the, in the good old days, th there was a kind of uh, separation between business and corporate and stakeholders. Uh, now on Twitter, somebody can ask you a question about uh, your environmental policy or, mm. or, or uh, is your is your or phone good for health or whatever. So, so you need you need to integrate much more uh, the business with the behavior uh, of the company. So, brand behavior being is a brand behavior agency because uh, the, the next challenge is really to, to uh, integrate uh, your brand idea in every of your uh, of your behavior. So, this is part of it. But this, uh, this is external. But also, uh, the real challenge is internal. How to to get um, people uh, learning. To, uh, to behave in this, uh, this new world uh, when uh, they, are, they have learned to, to, uh, to live in, in a world uh, professionally, in a world without internet. You know? mm -hmm. so, so, uh, so this is, of course, a key challenge because uh, you, can, you can say you want to go somewhere, but if, <laughs> if uh, the troops are not following you, <laughs> you, are, you are going nowhere. You know? so, so clearly this internal transformation is, is also part of it. But I think that on a pure marketing standpoint, there is a huge change uh, of paradigm that very few people have already seen. Um, one guy who has really seen it very well and who has written a very in interesting book, by the way, that uh, not so many French people have, have read yet, uh, is Brian Solis. I'm sure you know the guy. Uh, and, and he's a good friend of you. Uh, but uh, I think that every CEO should read um, WTF, which is not for what the fuck, as you know, <laughs> but for what the future. Uh, and because of a very simple idea, uh, that is called the Z-Mot, uh, sorry, the U-Mot, the ultimate <coughs> moment of truth. Uh, so you, you know that there is a first moment of truth when you buy, the second moment of truth when uh, you decide to, 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 to like uh, what you have bought and, 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 to, and to, to, to buy it again. But uh, Google has introduced a few years ago this idea of the zero moment of truth, which is a moment where you are going on the Google uh, page and uh, you decide uh, if uh, uh, the company or the product will be part of your, of your list. And uh, um, uh, Brian Sully has introduced a, a kind of new concept I, I love personally, which is the U-Mod, the ultimate moment of truth, is uh, where somebody who is at the second moment of truth uh, is so happy with the experience that he is sharing the experience. And this uh, U-Mod for one person is becoming the Z-Mod for all the others because mm -hmm. Google uh, will take into account uh, the Twitter feed or the mm -hmm. Facebook uh, <coughs> uh, post uh, that the guy will have done. And I think this is a real... Uh, shift uh, and a real change in terms of paradigm because in the good old, uh, old days the idea was 80% of my investment was for recruitment 20% for the content in the future I believe that it will be much more around 80% for the shareable content and shareable is a very important word mm -hmm. when we talk about shareable content yeah. mm -hmm. uh, in order to influence the recruitment and mm -hmm. uh, I think very few companies have understood the potential of shareable content for people who are, the, who are their fans how to not just give them content Mm -hmm. But if they're content, they want to share 
uh, in order to influence uh, the recruitment of, uh, of their friend or even of people they don't know uh, just because they are on the same Google page. Well, so you, I, mean, I, I know <coughs> Brian very well, and I'm glad that to talk about him and, and uh, the UMOD. It really, the UMOD is sort of uh, word of mouth uh, enhanced by digital, uh, we say word of mouth on drugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. But uh, I, I think that uh, when, you, when you think about shareable content and just content, you don't produce the same kind uh, mm. of content. And uh, uh, if, you, if you are at a restaurant, for instance, and people are so happy at the moment they are, they are tasting something, the fact that they are sending a photo on Instagram or on Facebook at this precise moment is key. So how could you encourage those people to do that? Uh, is it a free coffee if you tweet or whatever? You know? So that kind of initiative has been taken as experimentations uh, in some boutiques or shops or whatever, but uh, people are not really seeing uh, the world uh, that way. Yeah, I have a great example of a, a museum in Stockholm I went to. <clears throat> and I was there, I was waiting with my kids, we're having fun, and I, I did a little post uh, about uh, showing their site, and, and within 20 minutes, I got a tweet back. So this is a museum who really took that aboard, and I can tell you that then I reboomed that out. Oh, gosh, can you believe this museum's talking with me? Uh, how, how online they are, it's really great. So I had exactly the same experience in Arles. I was uh, uh, in August, uh, we say in French, on Arles, uh, so, so uh -oh. meaning, meaning at Arles, uh, and for, for the, the, the famous um, the photo exhibition, you know, and during all the summer, you've got great, great photo exhibitions at, at Arles, the south of France. And I was tweeting, oh, I'm there. It was a guy, uh, the communication director uh, of the Meyer, uh, who was on Twitter, said, oh, uh, I, I can show you some stuff to, to you. Uh, where are you? And he came to me. And he did a tour, really? a specific tour, because he saw that I have a couple of uh, followers. Yeah. Uh, at this time, it was around 10,000, I don't know. Uh, and, and he understood that yeah. it was clever to take the opportunity to use my audience right. for his own advertising. So this guy was just so clever. But I have another tremendous experience, very uh, much more recent, about how fast this can happen when you really take into account uh, the way social networks are, uh, are, are working. Um, it was uh, Thursday beginning of December, I've got a tweet from a former creative person called Corey Cruz, uh, who was at TV and was now at BBDO in, uh, in Filipinas, in Mani, and uh, she, she sent me a tweet, well, we need help because you are in Europe, and in Europe it's still uh, midday, uh, and we want to, to create a, a worldwide movement to help Mania after the typhoon, uh, but for us it's 6 p.m. or 7 p.m., it's too late to, to launch a movement, but in Europe you can do something. Mm. So I said, well, wow. I'm going to try, <laughs> what a challenge, you know, and the idea <coughs> was a movement <coughs> called Unselfie, hashtag unselfie, mm -hmm. and the idea was just very simple to ask people on the social network, would be Twitter or Facebook, whatever, to change uh, for a certain period of time their photo with just a, a white piece of paper uh, with the hashtag unselfie and the direct address for donation for uh, mm -hmm. Red Cross or, or UNICEF or whatever. So mm -hmm. I said, okay, I'll do my best, but you know, I'm just a, a guy in Paris, mm -hmm. so uh, of course I, I, I did a post on my blog, I did a tweet and so on, but uh, I also um, put a post on LinkedIn where I'm uh, lucky enough to be part of the, uh, the influencers program. So when I'm posting on LinkedIn, a lot of people are seeing it. And um, a few hours later, my post on LinkedIn has been seen by somebody from Mashable US and the guy did a post uh, on Mashable US. Oh, there is a nice initiative uh, uh, that is uh, promoted by uh, uh, a guy in Paris uh, concerning money and so on. And uh, you, you are not going to believe it, but you can check it. Uh, 24 hours later, John Kerry himself was doing an unselfie. So in less than 24 hours, wow. it was coming from a team, a creative team uh, in Mania 
Uh, um, to me, too much able uh, yeah. to, uh, to the White House with the official uh, unselfie from, uh, from John Kerry. That's a beautiful story. It shows you that um, you know, if brands really take this on and creating content that's shareable, to your point just now, then you can, uh, if there's an emotional component to it on top of that, it really makes it very easy and desirable for people to share it, not just like some plug for your company. Yeah, exactly. So the involvement, the engagement uh, is much more uh, important. Would it be for a client who is a fan and wants to help a company or a brand? Or, of course, would it be for an employee who is so proud uh, because he has a couple of uh, followers on Twitter or some friends on Facebook uh, to be part of a story? But, of course, he will not support the, uh, your company just because he's part of it. So the question is, what are you doing for real? So what I like with uh, uh, social networks, it's a kind of obligation not to tell but to act, so mm -hmm. to do things, you know, to make stuff, you know. Uh, so uh, the, the, the main um, uh, motto uh, for, for being is actions speak louder than words. Mm -hmm. So I think that uh, what is very interesting with digital, even if we could say, oh, digital, it's uh, uh, immaterial, <coughs> it's not real, and so on. This is the opposite. I think digital uh, obliges you to take initiatives, which is a great obligation, <laughs> by the way, to, to, to move things, to change things, to transform uh, things, and to do, it, uh, to do it for real. And because people will share only real thing, not just, well, of course, if, if you do a great ad, they will share it too. But, uh, but uh, people prefer to, f to, to support great initiatives and just uh, to, to share great advertising. Yeah, and, and actually, if you go before doing, you're being. So your process is being, doing, is, then you create who you are, as okay. opposed to sort of saying, well, this is who I am. And then that's, that defines who, I mean, what you're going to do. You're perfectly right. That's exactly the reason for being of the name being, which is acting. Uh, so because uh, in, uh, I'm teaching, uh, you know, a brand at Sciences Po with, uh, with a, um, a, a good friend of mine uh, uh, who's called David Jobin. And, uh, and we strongly uh, uh, believe in this par experiential part of the branding. So we say mm -hmm. branding is three uh, elements, of course, uh, it's your look and feel, it's what you see. Of course, it's the idea behind because it's the idea that gives the energy, the dynamism and so on. But the experience is so, is mm -hmm. so key. So the question is how to give this experience uh, for real on every uh, touch point and in terms of innovation, in terms of services and, and in terms of people, attitude and behavior. Uh, let me give you an example of, of, of what we did. It's, it's, it's a couple of years ago, but it was so uh, in line with what we say. Um, and, and there, there was a, an, an issue to, to reposition degree uh, and uh, the dog food yeah, absolutely the, the dog food uh, and from mars and uh, and the concept uh, was was to move from pedigree is just food from pedigree is for the love of dogs and you can imagine that you can engage much more would it be your clients or would it be uh, your your employees uh, on, a, on a kind of fight for dogs than just a fight for, for food yeah. you know? uh, and, uh, and and uh, at this time uh, we proposed and they did it uh, to pedigree that uh, on a corporate standpoint the behavior uh, should be in line uh, with uh, uh, the, pro the, the promise of the brand to the, to, to the consumers. And for instance, uh, uh, the business cards, uh, if you have a dog, there was a photo of your dog on the back of your business card. In Japan, in Tokyo, um, uh, they decided to move the headquarters because the, the building where they are was not allowed for dogs and it, there was no way for a company that was for dogs uh, to, to live in mm. a building where dogs uh, were forbidden. You know? mm. So they decided to mm. move with the cost of moving in Tokyo just to be in line. So this is just to say that uh, uh, the, the real challenge for companies and for brands uh, is really to be fully in line and the 
big opportunity, by the way, is, is to be fully in line, not just, as we say, 360 degree, which is on every uh, contact point, but also 365 uh, days um, a year, which is so important. Mm, totally. Nicholas, I, lo I love that example of pedigree and this notion that, that um, they, they, they behaved in line with what they're trying to do, some higher mission of really being there for dogs, not just trying to flog product. And, and, uh, and so they walk the talk. And they, they invested, they spent money to, to do it. So speaking of Walk the Talk, you are a, uh, a man out there on social, your great blog, which I read, and Twitter and LinkedIn. But you are an agency, and so you, as a communicator, I would say it's kind of almost normal. Anyone who's an agency who's not doing it, I would almost sanction them. That's my opinion. <laughs> I speak for myself. A lot of them are going to be sanctioned. <laughs> this is true. But um, speaking of with industry CEOs, what's your position? Should they, and C-suite, should they be on it? And what's your, how do you um, advise them? Yes, I strongly believe that uh, there will be uh, on Twitter to make it uh, to make a long story short, uh, and they have to experiment the other social networks. But Twitter for me is absolutely a must. That's why, with a couple of friends, we have created Tweet Bosses, which is a, um, a Twitter feed uh, with the great, the best tweets from the best. Uh, CEOs um, from the from the best bosses uh, with the idea to to kind uh, of uh, to, to do a kind of evangelization for 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 CEOs who want to uh, to understand how Twitter uh, is working by looking at, at others. Uh, basically, uh, I think that uh, everybody is responsible for his Google page. Uh, I mean, when somebody is typing your name uh, or the name of your brand or the name of your company uh, on, on Google, so I think it's kind of it's kind of criminal mm -hmm. uh, not to take care uh, when so many people um, that are key for you are going to look at it, uh, not to take to pay attention to it. So I decided that my, my Google page, so I, after I told that, some, some people will try to pollute it, I'm sure, so <laughs> this will be a new challenge. <laughs> but let, let's, let's play. Uh, yeah, it's a game. It, it's yeah. a game. But uh, I'm trying to have a kind of um, proof that uh, you, you can, um, with pure natural um, uh, uh, referencement, uh, to, 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 to manage your Google page. If you look at mine and you, you tap my name, you'll see that uh, my, my, my posts this morning is coming first, my blog is coming second, my Wikipedia uh, with uh, nothing negative for the moment uh, is, uh, is coming third uh, the images are, are, are nice uh, part one I have some problem to get rid of but uh, it's a funny one so it's fine that's a uh, that's a challenge and, uh, and, and the rest is, uh, is made of things I'm, I'm quite happy with uh, you know so, um, so uh, I, I think that's the same for a brand, the same for a company because so many people are, are googling you before uh, having lunch with you sure. or meeting you or my, my prospect of future client are, uh, or even uh, s s some new client at, uh, in, in a company we're working for is going to, to, to Google me, that it's a kind of responsibility. So my, my point is, it's a professional responsibility to take care uh, of your uh, e reputation and the reputation of your brand and your company. And I so agree with you. Um, of course, I'm a big fan of tweet bosses, of course, as you know. You have C the CEO, uh, and sometimes the CEO may not have the right profile. But I, I kind of had to say, well, why isn't the head of human resources on board? Because they're the ones that are recruiting the new Gen Y who are so on board. And, and they're going to, of course, Google you before you go in. So the head of human resources, if they're not on, I'm going to say that's critical and that's almost criminal. Then the CMO, why, don't, why aren't every CMO mandated to be on? Because that's their business, just like you is. That's your business. I think that, uh, of course, uh, the idea is that everybody telling everything every day about what he's doing and so on. The idea is, in my view, you cannot not listening 
So uh, it's how it's possible today to decide not to listen uh, and, uh, to, to the people who cares for your for you or for your company or for your brand. So uh, there is criminal not to listen, and then you can participate your own way. So I'm not telling uh, CEOs uh, you you should spend a lot of time uh, to uh, to tweet if you are not uh, comfortable with mm -hmm. the idea of tweeting and so on. But there is a very strong argument I'm fighting against. It's so easy to fight against, uh, specifically in France because there was some bad experiences with uh, some police and so on, which is, in fact, Twitter, you control a lot what you say. Of course, don't tweet if you are a CEO without reading twice what you are tweeting. Mm -hmm. So this is the only advice you should follow. But apart from that, uh, politicians have understood that perfectly. You control what you say. Mm -hmm. And you don't have um, uh, obligation to answer to a tough journalist who will ask questions and questions mm -hmm. and push you, uh, you, you, you if you are not comfortable. So, so in fact, Twitter is really a way uh, to, uh, to, um, to communicate in a very controlled manner, so mm -hmm. which is the opposite of pe people who don't know really Twitter believe because uh, uh, of a some accidents that happen in the past, they say, oh, it can be so dangerous, uh, uh, my, my, my shareholders are, are going to kill me if I'm saying something wrong or whatever. So, but you can control a lot what you say on, on, on Twitter. So my point is, you, you are not obliged to participate a lot, but uh, there's a kind of obligation to listen to, mm -hmm. to the people who care for you. All right, just um, on, on, on branding now and uh, using social media marketing on a specific point, you're advising companies, a lot of them headquartered here, on their strategies. And they're implementing social media, listening to you, hopefully. How does one devise intelligently a social media strategy that's international as opposed to just local? What, what kind of parameters do you give around uh, when you advise a company on this? Yeah. So uh, the world is global. The, uh, the access to information is global. So the first uh, element is consistency. So you could say, of course, it's obvious, the consistency. But, you know, uh, the, uh, most of the companies, uh, uh, of the multinationals uh, company, have understood uh, the opportunity, if not uh, the necessity, of consistency in advertising. If you are L'Oréal, uh, you are doing quite the same advertising all over the world, or if you are Air France or whatever. But uh, this consistency, in what you say about um, a company, at least in the same language, because, uh, of course, uh, not everybody is, is reading in Mandarin what is happening uh, to your company in China. But, uh, but, but in the same language, is becoming key because, uh, <laughs> coming back to my Google page, uh, if something, if you have a bad uh, buzz or a, a bad uh, PR uh, in one country with, a, uh, with an English-speaking blog blogger, uh, I don't know, in Papuasi, it will come very soon uh, on the front page of your Google page. So, so the question <coughs> is, uh, is really the consistency. So to manage the consistency, first, you, should, you, have to need, uh, you need to, sorry, to have the information on time. So the question is how to manage with the right dashboard because mm -hmm. you cannot uh, manage all the flow of information mm -hmm. and so on. So this question of, uh, of tools um, and, and, and dashboards with a few uh, I would say um, uh, criteria and not too many in mm -hmm. order to be manageable by, mm -hmm. by yourself as a CEO, as a CMO, as a CMO, or, uh, as a digital um, uh, uh, responsible for your company uh, is key because you, you need the information on time because you have to react on time. So the second difficulty and the key element is how to react on time. Some huge companies have understood that. Uh, after, um, I, I would say, uh, a kind of positive accident that Nestle uh, right. had uh, <coughs> with Greenpeace, Kit, -Kat. Uh, Kit mm -hmm. Kat, everybody um, knows that, uh, suddenly Nestle has understood how important it was and has put in place a real machine, um, a kind of newsroom uh, in order right. to, to manage, to be able uh, to, to, to see 
better what is happening uh, on, uh, right on time and to and to act uh, immediately. So the question, the difficulty for the immediate action is uh, to give the people, uh, to give somebody <laughs> to mm. get the right the guidelines, to, uh, mm. the guidelines, but also the right to talk in the name of the, of the company. Mm. So that's why, in my view, uh, the CEO cannot be so far uh, from what is happening. Because uh, if you have um, a CEO who is connected, if something is, is happening, he can immediately understand what is happening, understand how important it is, or is it just a, a small bad buzz that will disappear uh, uh, 24 hours later? And, and in, he, can, he can react, I, I would say, in real time or, or in a very um, uh, short period of time. And this is so important because you can manage so well problems on Twitter before uh, they are uh, going so, somewhere because mm. they get crazy and they are, they are going mm. uh, uh, offline. Uh, offline. Yeah. So, so you have a moment which is 24 hours and sometimes it's two hours <laughs> right. between, let's say, depending, between, depending uh, between two hours and 24 hours, you have a moment where you can transform any problem in an opportunity. Mm -hmm. I, I had this uh, funny experience for, for my own company, uh, Tiberi Corporate, which is a very, very good, I must say, um, uh, corporate uh, agency, uh, for me, the best in France, uh, did a mistake one day, but it was a, a mistake that they did with a good intention. Uh, they saw in challenge uh, 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 weekly, French magazine. a weekly French magazine, business French magazine. Uh, they see that there was um, a cover uh, about uh, the 100 key startups uh, in France. Wow. What is so important for a startup is to have the right communication toolbox at the beginning. Let's look at what Chayadet did with Apple at the beginning with the Apple name and, uh, and, and the first uh, Apple commercial uh, uh, that has been elected, uh, the best commercial of the century, you know, the 1984, won't sure. be 1984 and so on. So it's at the moment where those guys, uh, entrepreneurs, are so focused on their product, uh, their, uh, their organization, revenues, and so daily revenues, <coughs> and, and make it uh, real. That say, oh, we'll see communication later. Yeah. Uh, we, we test the water. We'll see later. And it's it's a wrong uh, attitude because it's also at the moment you are launching, you don't have twice the occasion to do a, a good first impression. That you need the right branding, mm -hmm. the right communication. Mm -hmm. So see Apple, the launch of Apple is a good example. So say, well. We're going to write to all these people that we have a special package for them. So it was a very good idea. But they did it badly because uh, they sent the same email to everybody. And this community uh, want to be respected as entrepreneurs <coughs> and so on. And immediately we had a bad buzz for a guy I know, by the way, uh, but uh, who did a, a, a post very negative about well, what is this agency who said they want to help start up that doesn't start startup because they don't consider uh, every personally. CEO as uh, personally and so on. And the guy was right. Uh, and, 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 and of course, uh, because I'm on Twitter, people told me, Nicola, what do you think <laughs> of your uh, company with doing that? So, and, and so I decided uh, two hours later, so two hours, not two days later, two hours later, uh, to, to, to comment on the blog of, the, of, the, uh, of this very influential blogger who did, who did this post and explain that, uh, apologizing for um, mistake. Uh, the, 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 the mistake in the form, but explaining that uh, we were right to, to propose that to right the company. Intention. Exactly. And the guy um, immediately came and uh, mm. uh, said, yes, you're right. I agree that uh, you were right mm. to do that. You did mm. it badly, but, you, but, but you, and I, I, I want to help you to do, it, to do it right. And suddenly, what was a starting enemy. of a bad buzz, uh, mm. an enemy was becoming an ally uh, just uh, uh, a, few, a few hours later. Yeah, you, I think it's United Airlines says that they get a couple hundred thousand uh, posts every, every year. And when they 
treat them proactively, something like 90% of them actually turn into advocates in some, at least a positive experience. That's exactly the point. So I, I think the, the best community managers are those who are not only answering on time, but answering in a way with a, an attitude mm. that, uh, that lets a positive uh, trace. I have mm. this experience with, uh, uh, with uh, the, the famous guy of, of Bouygues Telecom, uh, where I was discussing because my, my kid has lost his, uh, his code puck uh, to activate his mobile and so on. So it was a kind of <coughs> catastrophe for him. Uh, and uh, it was at midnight and I was talking at midnight on the Twitter feed to, the, to this tremendous guy. Uh, and, uh, and at a certain moment, people say, Nicola, stop. Uh, this yeah, he's great, and and and, and, and you are shitty to uh, to. Uh, he has it's a family life, uh, ex exactly. So, so suddenly, my own community was with him against Depend me, right. yeah, de de defending him against. So, this is just uh, it's perfect. remarkable. All right, so Nicholas, um, we're going to finish soon. Um, what would give us an, uh, one of one or two of your top favorite sources for staying up with what's going on in digital? So uh, I like this question because uh, on LinkedIn uh, I, I posted uh, a post uh, a few few days ago uh, about it. So my, my five five favorite uh, sources of inspiration. Uh, so of course it's starting by uh, ads of the world. If you if you are an advertiser, uh, you, you need to, uh, to 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 see everything that is interesting and done uh, all over the world. But you have a couple of uh, of, of blogs uh, that are really great, even for non non French speakers. Uh, community uh, like Fubies um, uh, in, 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 in French, which is a great uh, inspiration for design and so on. Uh, of course, I'm sure you know Taxi Design, which is sure. just uh, for, for me a perfect blog because it's uh, uh, killing ideas every day. So you know my blog is called uh, the Killer Idea. So, so you can get that kind of ideas through, through Taxi Design. And uh, there is one guy who is really strong uh, called Maxime Delmas that uh, 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 has got a very interesting blog. He changed the name of his blog recently. So I'm sorry not to it's remember, okay. put the link but you'll, you'll, you'll find it. And it, it, it sounds a lot of things just before I, I see it. And, <laughs> uh, and I don't like that at all because I, I, I always believe that I'm the first to see right, things. Right. And, and uh, very often I'm only the second, so the guy is really great. Right. Well, I, you know, at the end of the day, that's, it's, it's about having that network and how you can't be in touch with everything. And so if you can have that great network... That's going to help you stay above, just like CEOs. Yeah, exactly. And uh, uh, there's a quote I like very much from Pierre Aski, uh, who is a journalist uh, of Rue 89, who said that uh, now he's on Twitter. In the last 10 years, he has not been surprised, or five years, I don't know, he has, he has not been surprised by any news uh, by reading. Uh, a, a newspaper because he, he had the right feed to mm -hmm. source uh, everything yeah. uh, before it is printed. And I think it's the same. Uh, what is great with Twitter is that you have your own uh, sources, your own strategic planning, people uh, working for you <laughs> on a daily basis to, to get you the right information the, you, 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 you want to have. Yeah, well, I'll put a link to that in the show notes uh, about uh, your LinkedIn article and all that. And in the end of the day, um, just like for CEOs, the, the challenge of getting on Twitter is actually it takes time to find the right sources because if you want to have that great network feeding you in you got to know about Maxime Delmas and, all, and you know, Nicolas Bordin. So there is an easy way uh, because one of the most seen and read uh, posts on my blog was who to follow if you are a CMO uh, and, uh, and so you should put this link too uh, so it was funny because I decided to say who are, who are the, uh, the 50 uh, Twitter account to, 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 to follow uh, if, you are, if you are a CMO uh, and uh, finally I put 75 or 80 people because that, well, there was no way for me to stop at, uh, at 50 you know and uh, I think this is probably the, the post that has uh, been the most successful in my blog so this is the way to start well, well I'll do that Nicholas um, thanks very much for coming on here if someone wants to track you down find you what uh, what's your preferred route? 
Uh, I mean, t Twitter is the best way to, uh, to, to find me. So it's arrobas uh, Nicolas Bordas. And even my PS sometimes is using Twitter, DM on Twitter to connect with me. Super. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Looking forward to following you. Uh, really appreciate your candor and walking the talk, Nicholas. Thank you very much. Thanks for having listened to this recording of the Minter Dialogue Internet Show. You'll find the show notes on themindset.com, where you can also sign up for my weekly newsletter at forward slash subscribe. If you like the show, please rate it in iTunes, and don't forget to click the handy Facebook like button or to tweet it out. In the meantime, please come join the conversation at The Mindset or catch me on Twitter at M-D-I-A-L. Happy trails. Imagine how fast we could solve the world's biggest problems if more SaaS startups would gain traction sooner. Welcome to the Tech Entrepreneur on a Mission podcast. This podcast is dedicated to sharing experiences from B2B SaaS CEOs who are going above and beyond to deliver change that is noticed. You will hear their secrets and learn what is required to build a SaaS business that the world starts talking about and keeps talking about and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so.